Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? You guys there? Oh, there you are. Okay, cool. Alright, I, I was getting reverb, but now it seems okay. Oh, I'm hearing myself in the background there. I guess it's because you don't have headphones on. <laughs> Every now and then I understand how a studio works. <laughs> for a fleeting moment here or there. I was actually trying to do my solo pod with the with the headphones on the other day so I could try to talk behind the beds and it was just more tr it was more trouble than it's worth. It's easier to just line the beds up afterwards. All right, hack, don't mind me. I'm going to be chewing here. Taking the headphones off for a second. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Something, something, D-O-O -O economics, voodoo, voodoo economics. Coming through? Not really hearing him. He, is he still on, like, speaker? There's... I... I don't really hear myself now. There's, I can hear Pete now. Hello. Yep, Pete's there. I'm here. Can you? <laughs> can you I'm hear? I'm trying to swallow some food. Can you? Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. No yeah, problem at all. All right, good. I think we're I think we're cooking with gas here, man. I just I'm sitting here trying to wolf down a meal replacement thing. I'm, I'm gonna put Eric on the headphones. You wanna, okay. Just take a listen. Yeah. Okay. Listen uh, I am talking while Pete am I eats. Not, am I not coming through? Well? Yeah, I couldn't hear me last week either, but it came out. I'm hearing you really well. Bit. Yeah, I don't know why I'm not hearing. That's weird. Yeah. I'm hearing you more weird than indeed. I want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he's not hearing. We're going to try a different jack. Yeah, we're going to try a different jack, Jack. All right. It's fine with me. Talk there. All right. How's that new jack working? Try to talk. 
saying words. Vikings 19, Redskins 9. A little something into the camera. Shootout of Yankee Conference football proportions. How about now? Dad, is that for me? Your son, that's for me. You got to stick the mic in the hole. You got to stick the mic in the hole. The mic in the hole. Go in the hole, Mike. Is it better? It's your home. Too good for your home. Okay, good. Someone pushed a button over here they shouldn't have. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I hate when they do that. (laughs) Yes. All right. Okay. Oh yeah, this sounds better. I can. I, I feel like uh, it's a normal broadcast now. Yeah, this sounds good. Good. I'm good about that. If you're too loud, you can bring me this one down a little bit. If he's too loud, you can bring this one down. I think we're good. Pete, just say a little, say a little something. Why do I talk to you? He's fine. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna pause <laughs> us. All right, Fantasy Football Podcast on October 25th uh, of the Off Day Podcast. Coming up in three, two, one. All right, everybody. Jim Hackett, Pete Davidson for the Fantasy Football Arm of the Off Day Podcast. Uh, coming at you Friday afternoon and hopefully hearing this uh, yeah, Friday night, Saturday morning. But we've got pretty updated stuff. We're going to talk a little fantasy football, a little Patriots football, a little a lot of football. What's up, Pete? Hey, bud. How are you? You know, Friday. Yep, Friday weekend I'm coming. Pretty, I'm feeling pretty good. Normally, I'm I'm because it's Friday. Well, no, I'm usually dead on Friday because Thursday is like Thursday's a push for the rankings yeah, and getting I, all I that stuff. I have to sell done. out on Thursday. Yep. like I, I I write for about ten hours straight on Thursday. So sometimes I'm a little bit spent on Friday. Tight ends came out about eight ten with an yeah, eight twenty kickoff. You noticed that <laughs> <laughs> with 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 like two skinnies or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what it is. He's good. He's, play him. Here's, <laughs> did I say that? All no, well? no, <laughs> it's possible. Um, but you know, here's what I've been doing lately, and I've just I've found that spending more time on the quarterbacks is the way to go. So I used to spend sort of equal time on each each position. Yeah, and I've been finding that I I, I put big investment into the quarterback position, and I find that once I do that. The rest sort of writes itself. Everything kind of falls in from there. Right. Yeah, it leads from the quarterback. I, Makes sense. Right. So, so sort of what I do is I sort of do a slate walk with the quarterback write-ups. So in the quarterback write-ups, you will usually see other things, not just my take on the quarterback. Right. Who I think I might want to stack them with. Right. And, and what I think the game flow is going to be and that kind of thing. And then that really has a, a major coloring on how I see the running backs, how I see the receivers. So I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but – um, it's different than years past. I've noticed you're, subtle differences. You're thicker write-ups in the quarterback. In the quarterback, and then I noticed that the receivers come out second. The running backs used to come out yeah, second. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah and I've changed that too because I just find that I start with the passing game and I flow it that way, yep. and then I've done the quarterbacks and the receivers, and then when I get to the running backs, I've thought through how the passing games are going to work, and then I have a feel for volume and, yeah. and game flow and scripts and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, no doubt. Well, lots happened uh, in the fantasy by football. By the time I'm done, well, my brain is like spam. Yeah. It's like you make it through out. like a quarter and a half of Thursday night football, and then it, it lights happened. out. It's happened. Yeah, well, Sorry sure. No, no problem. But a lot's happened since we were on air on uh, Sunday, and not yeah. only in, not only in the NFL, but in fantasy football and all the triaging that happens. But a lot here in New England uh, has gone down. <laughs> My quarterback sees ghosts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. You know, you know what's funny about that? I love that. He was honest. Yeah, he was honest. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I. That's exactly what I want my quarterback to do. I want him to come off the field and say, "I'm seeing ghosts." Yeah, well, I got that's that is. I good. suck right now. That means he's self-aware. Exactly, yeah. or maybe, or, or something's wrong. 
Yeah. Right? Well, he's, you don't he's, come off going, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. He came off going, I'm not fine. I'm seeing stuff. Well, These guys are confusing me. Yeah. And we got to fix this. Help That's me, please. That's a good thing. Yeah, well, it's exact opposite. That's a competitor. Yeah, it's exact opposite to the Super Bowl. And you right. saw what a, you saw what a weenie Sean Mc, uh, uh, Sean, I get McDermott Goff. and, and, and Goff, McVeigh. yeah. When he's like, "You're doing great. You're doing great. Just keep doing what you're not doing. Great. You're getting, you've got three <laughs> points up. You're doing Nobody horrible. Was doing great the first half. Of yeah, you're doing right. awful. His coach should have McVeigh. McVeigh's like, "Hey, you're doing great. Just keep it up." He and like, you're not doing great. You're seeing ghosts, right. and you don't realize that you are, and neither does your coach. Right. Now, maybe it's. I mean, look, some players can only like some players react better to, you know, reassurance than tough love. Or yeah, whatever. but when you suck, you suck. That's true. <laughs> you know um, what I mean? But I, I'm just saying, like, from Darnold's, I just like it. I thought it was actually I liked refreshing. it, too. And I thought it was funny. Like, people want to talk about it like it's a butt fumble or something. I, no. I didn't see it that way. No, I mean, with... I'm fine with people having fun with it. Yeah. It's funny. But, I, you know, I I thought more of Darnold after he said it. I agree with you. I, you know, I, 100%. I, it, it, to, to me, it speaks to what the uh, – for Patriots fans, it's like well, this defense is, like, making them crazy. But right. the underlying thing is, as someone who played sports and is competitive and has been competitive my whole life – that shows you that he's aware, and I'm not doing well, and I need to get my SH1T together. So I liked it right. too. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, he was sort of. I mean, he was. He was showing the other team respect. No question. He's saying, "I cannot figure this out right now." Yeah. No. Bel- and that's. They were. And that's what the Patriots are doing to pretty much know, everybody. What's amazing about them on defense, Pete, is like whether they're blitzing one. Or whether it's like a, a corner coming in that you don't see, or they're sending everyone. It just it looks so frenetic and hectic out there. No matter what they do, because well, they are the just so powerful and fast. Patriots, see, here, the thing is, the Patriots disguise so well. Yeah, they do. That when quarterbacks try to get rid of the ball early, they don't have confidence because everything's disguised. Yeah, and they're just not sure where the defense right. is going to be a lot of the Good time. Good read. Yeah. So it's hard to just play from your gut against the Patriots. It gets you in a lot of trouble, <laughs> uh, especially these young quarterbacks. And they've faced a lot of the young kids so far. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of weak offensive lines. I mean, the, the Jets' offensive line is just. It was cheese. Really, really. And Bell had nowhere to go. I mean, it's man. worse even than we thought it was going to be. And we didn't think it was going to be any good at all. Um, you know, and against the Patriots, just, just, I mean, he had no shot. I also think his uh, his contemporary Baker Mayfield's in for a long day Sunday. The way yeah, he's coming in playing, I don't know, the, man. The difference is that Mayfield's had a week. Like Darnold, like got thrown into the Patriots. Like you know, he had like an ugly game, and then Patriots. It's like good luck, and yeah. he's you know he's playing without his full lineup, and you know Mayfield at least you know has a couple great players, you know, and he's got a great running game. At least he's got something. I, I mean, wonder if, yeah. if I'm Cleveland, there's a way to play this game. But you have to do it right. Like, I can't remember exactly how I worded it in the write-up, but if Kitchens can come in and be balanced and not let the Patriots know what's what, what's coming, I think the Browns can be effective. I think they'll be one of the – I think they're going to be one of the better offenses the Patriots have seen all year. No, for sure. But I wonder um, who they're going to – I wonder who the defense is going to key on. Is it, is it OBJ or is it Chubb? I, that's I, a good I, question. I would I'm thinking I would think it's Beckham. It's, I would – I would bet money that it's Beckham. Yeah, I think it's Beckham. And, you know, as a Chubb owner, and I know a lot of our listeners are, that might be okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> You know what I mean? But Look, the Patriots, one thing that Belichick prides himself on is stopping the run no matter what the numbers are. Right. So, so he can know, check out. Yeah, he can he can focus on OBJ and yet do his, right. they can do their job up front. He'll put three up front and say, stop the damn run. Yeah, and they <laughs> will. Like, that's the way the Patriots yeah. do it sometimes. And, they'll give, and, and sometimes they'll give you some running. I'll say, yeah, we'll let you run a little bit, but then like we're not going to let because but we're not going to let you do this ever. I'll tell you who's playing. Those and guys, then when you get into the red zone, 
nothing. Yeah, and those guys, those guys up front, the run stuffers like Lawrence Guy and uh, Adam Butler and, and Danny Shelton, yeah, they made they made um, they made Michael Bennett expendable, expend, yeah. totally expendable, because they're doing so much up there that the linebackers and the cornerbacks and the safeties are able to make plays. They're just stuffing it up there. Danny Shelton, former number one pick that they took off the Cleveland scrap heap last offseason, um, he's playing really well, and he shed about it looks like sixty pounds. He's still huge. But he had a big dreep hanging over him last year, and I don't, he obviously wasn't moving as well. He's got quick feet, and he's playing well. So, I mean, and, and so to your point, uh, even if they key on OBJ, Chubb might find it tough sledding. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's. You don't run all over the Patriots. No. You know, you may run effectively because they're not loading the box, mm. but you're not going to run all over. And then on the other side, so they they're they too disciplined. yeah, so they clear out Michael Bennett, and that, that's going to leave a little cap room. Uh, to do something, they'll have about two point eight on the same week. Almost, feels yeah, like a theme. yeah, and then they've got two point eight million, you know, with uh, eight games remaining, or it would be seven games remaining. But you know, so they they might be able to bring in another piece. I'm kind of leaning offensive line if they can. Those guys are, you don't see them move a lot midseason, but if they could do it, because I think the guy they picked <clears throat> up Sanu is going to help. I do. Yeah, I don't. I, I look. Patriots wanted a player. They got him. They paid for him. Yeah. Um, so to say I think Sanu isn't going to help would be the equivalent of saying Belichick doesn't know what he's doing. So I'm not going to say that. No. <laughs> uh, what I don't know is what Sanu's going to do. Like, I don't know how they're going to use him. I have a th- I'm not sure what their plan is. I have a thought on that. Um, a couple thoughts. You know what we talked about uh, heading into the season with Jarvis Landry? Well, no. I mean, I know what Sanu's going to do. He's going to do, do all the Sanu stuff. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, yeah, he's. It, it's funny because I think Sanu, the closest comp to Sanu is Jarvis Landry. Yeah, or Troy um, Brown, you know, if you're yeah, Patriots well, he's fans. he's so big, Brown's not. But, yeah, I mean, say, they're glue guys, all three yep, of them. So yep. there's there's the commonality. Yep. Um, <clears throat> what I'm wondering is where is – Sanu's been really a slot guy for a while now. Yep. He's just tons and tons of slot. Um, so I'm wondering if the Patriots are going to let him play a lot of slot and move Edelman. The other thing was – well, I think you just hit it. I was just going to say – I think this kind of goes back to the uh, dynamic of Edelman and Amendola. You know what I mean? Where Amendola was underneath quite a bit, and they would split Edelman out. I think it gives them the opportunity to do that. Right. The difference back then, though, is that because you had Gronk and Gronk played a lot of X, you had a lot of, like, switching Un- around. Underneath and, stuff, yeah. You don't, well, yeah. and you So uh, there were a lot of time where Edelman would slot on the other side. Right, um, and they would switch those guys sometimes. And Amendola had tons of route flexibility. I mean, clearly Edelman and Amendola both slots, but they're they're such great route runners that yep. they can play outside. Um, and I mean, when I say great route runners, I mean great route runners. Um, and Amendola, man, he's, he, he's playing well. He just catches everything. He now. does. I, I love that yeah, he's a he's a He's a PPR fantasy Patriot, asset. I really like. Yeah, but he, he's a, he's a PPR fantasy asset right now with the Lions. He well, is. he had a good week last week. Yeah, but he had he had basically been in mothballs. I think a couple weeks before that. So I don't know if there's a predictability to Amendola. He was high on a lot of waiver wires this week. Yeah, um, but I don't see it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you want to buy into the idea that Carrion's not not there anymore, and now they're going to start throwing the ball over the place. Yes. Or just the shorter passes, I, the safer yeah, shorter passes, kind of lends itself to Amendola. I just can't see Patricia and Bevel doing that. I just can't see it. Yeah, they have been getting a little. They they they've unlocked it a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, well, the last they've been in, they've been in throw to win matchups the right. last couple of weeks. So I mean, 
and I, I mean, I said it in the, in the write-up, I think, um, you know, going into, what was it, uh, the KC game, and then, um, what was the KC game? It was like, if they don't throw here. Yeah, they, they, they're toast. Oh, and then Philadelphia. Like That's another you one you have to throw. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so they've, and they've had game scripts that have had them, that, that have forced them to throw. So yeah, I mean, Stafford, you know, apart from the two-pick game, He's been pretty good. He's been pretty darn good. Yeah, he's yeah. been pretty efficient too. Like that's not usually a word I use for him, but he's been pretty efficient. And but Marvin, just so Mar- weird. Marvin Jones too. You know, I think the Philly game is actually the one that that made me lose my soul a little bit because it's like any morons got to know you attack them in the air. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you can't run on them. No, you can't. it's no. like impossible. Yeah. Um, and you know, thirty-two pass attempts, two hundred one yards. It's like, what are you guys doing? I know. Um, but then the next week they come out thirty-four, and then last week forty-five pass attempts. I think they're learning Lord. as they go. Yeah, you know, maybe right. it says but, and something. It makes sense. Yeah. But here's what's interesting: Minnesota's tougher to attack, although they did it really well and it was very effective. And Marvin Jones four touchdowns, yada yada yada. Yeah. But you know, when they went up against Philly, it's a much easier game. It, it, it's obvious you throw against them, and they didn't. And then when they hit Minnesota, a divisional opponent. Yep. They attacked them. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe. I think they're learning on the fly a little bit. That's what it, it's a, like a little bit of well, a progression there. Bevel. I don't know about Bevel learning, but maybe. Well, being He's a so damn little boring. flexible. A little flexibility uh, being integrated. But uh, just to kind of flip back to the Pats for a minute. Um, so, we talked a couple weeks ago. I, I kind of was... I was kind of like walking through what I'm seeing with Josh Gordon, and this is like before the hit, or it might have been like the day the hit happened. On you know, well, not the hit when he went for the tackle, and he kind of yeah. twisted awkwardly. I wasn't liking the way he was moving before. No, that. I remember this. This yeah. was a week after. Yeah, and I don't. It was I, right after I told you. I didn't remember because I was saying it didn't even look like he got that, that badly hurt to me. Yeah, I, do, well, I want to say this about before I get into anything about Josh Gordon. Yeah. I, I want to say this: he must be so heavily muscled in that quad area because. If I felt like that, my leg would have snapped like a like a twig. I mean, it was really an awkward. It fall. was a weird fall. Yeah, yeah he I was mean, hustling. I mean, I he was. Bad. It was a, you know at least he didn't quit on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was an awkward fall. But uh, as I said on the air, you know, the knee didn't do anything scary. Yeah, like, it just it didn't. Like, that's what I look at when I see those things. It's like, did it, you know, did it um, did it hyperextend? It definitely did not hyperextend, and I didn't see like torque left or right. Mm. So unless it just got totally rocked uh, and it just blew up or something, I thought I thought he was structurally intact. That, that doesn't mean you don't have a bone bruise. And those hurt, you know? Yeah. Oh, bone yeah. bruise, p- hip pointer, and all that stuff, and, yeah. Right. It sounds like that's what he's had for a while, actually. It does. And the, but he yeah, had it before that. Yeah. And so there's something that was making him look slower. Um, and whether that's— Yeah, and as you said, the extra weight. He's yeah, probably well, about five or ten up. Well, I that's the thing. Like I, 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 it's like you can. There's different ways to work out, right? Haven't we learned that with Tom Brady? Yeah. So the thing with Gordon, like his body composition has changed since you know he was a the 2,000 yard receiver in 2013. And one of the things that like I'm thinking is, you know, as he's not that downfield threat that I think we all kind of thought, and you know, he's a downfield we, threat. He's not a downfield separator. Well said. The, the yeah, problem he, with downfield for the Patriots right now is they can't protect Brady long enough. Long enough to get it to out really there. throw those yeah. outside the numbers deeper routes. And quite honestly, unless you protect Tom really well now, he's not throwing them that well. So, you know, it's not – I don't think that's going to be the Patriots' bread and butter. Maybe that's why what's going on is 
going on? Well, I think like two things on that. One is like the balls that he's getting out, like in down the field, like thirty yards, and putting them in the, right in the breadbasket of Philip Dorsett. Those feel like really safe and, and good throws, and Dorsett's fast enough to get out there. Right. Longer seems a little. It's, it's, it's the probability is going lower and lower. Right. And, but we're not talking like the bombs that he used to throw to Moss. No, no question. Yeah, right. yeah. Different and types of throws. different types of throws. And, These are and timing throws. They are. And the thing is, and you just led me to my next point with Gordon is like you know. If he's not going to have that kind of downfield separation, you know, his body is looking more like an Anquan Bolden, like block out, box out, go get it type. I'm wondering if Nikhil Harry's showing better in practice at that, and that was that also led to the release because Harry comes back in a week. It's possible. I and mean, look, that's a, that's his body type and his game, there's right? There's a couple really, you know, we all know the one thing that we hope isn't causing this, right? Like of course, hope, yeah. We hope Gordon hasn't backslid. In I, I hope his, not. Right, in terms of his recovery. Um, if that's not what happened, <clears throat> excuse me, and this is some type of other thing, like if he hasn't failed to test mm. or if, you know, or if he didn't, because here's the other thing with Gordon is it doesn't have to be a failed test with him, right? Like, like say he just needs time. Like that might not be okay. You know, I think um, I hear where you're going. So you know, the, the the Patriots require a lot from their players. You need to be very demanding. I, yeah, okay. I'm it's with not you. easy. It's not easy for someone in recovery to put anything above the recovery. Yeah. So he's got something nobody else on the team has. Mm. It's justified. Maybe nobody's going to say no. Forget your recovery. Get your butt on the field. No one's going to do that. Mm. But it makes him less valuable. So it's interesting. So, so his his in the eyes of his addiction and his recovery has an indirect, not only a direct, but in this case, perhaps an indirect impact. In that, it always has to be number one priority. And with Belichick, football it, always has to be number one priority. Right. It, mm. There's there's an inherent contradiction there. And it and so if let's say Gordon right now is clean and has been clean, but in the process of staying clean, has had to take a breather here or there. Mm. Maybe he's late here or there. Mm. Maybe he had to go get some therapy and he missed some time. I mean, who? I don't Talk know. Talk to somebody, yeah. Right. But the net effect is that he's not as locked in as that's fascinating. Yeah, that's a really intelligent read. I think that's smart. Well, it's also nickel psychology. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're that's like what we do totally here. Guessing. That's what we do here at the All Drug Olympics. <laughs> In fact, it's encouraged. <laughs> we pulled our yeah, arms. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Dead <laughs> Reference Society. We got one at um, the. What marker are we at? Twenty-one minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I. It's 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 possible that Gordon is a better fit, for a team, that does it a little differently. Mm. For maybe a coach that's a little bit more of a player's coach. Not a lot of those guys in the NFL. You know? Like, yeah. I don't think Sean Payton would be any easier. No. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I, I pivoted right to Carroll. That's like exactly where I went. Carroll just, would be interesting. Yeah. Carroll would be interesting. But Pete Carroll doesn't tolerate guys who don't work. Like, he's not a big day off guy <laughs> either, you know? Um, I mean, Pete Carroll, back when he was with the Jets 20 something years ago. Yeah. He got a, a little loosey goosey. He was got a reputation for being soft with players, but in my opinion, that was more the New York media just being a bunch of idiotic jackals. He was soft. He was soft <laughs> as baby poop here, though. He was right after Parcells, you know. So well, compared to it, Parcells, yeah, it didn't right. look good. I, but, but I mean, basically, he the, the, at the Jets practice facility there was a basketball court. Right, I remember you telling me people that. freaked out about it. Yeah, I'm like, well, are they shortening practice? Right. Because if they're not shorting practice, yeah. I don't care. Right. You know? yeah, they pick, they pick up afterwards. Not a yeah, big deal. I think, right. and I think it was a, a couple years before that, I, 
I think I'm correct on this. Um, you remember Bruce Coslett? Oh, he was horrid. <laughs> he wasn't good. Um, <laughs> when he was the Jet coach, they had a barbecue, and the media freaked out. Yeah. Oh, a barbecue for the players. It's like, so what? I was in a suite at. Uh, Should at, we whip them? I know. I, I was in a suite at the at the, at the old the, the garden back then. It was the Fleet Center, and Terry Glenn was on the Pats, and he came into the suite. And dude, he had a tra- he had a legitimate, like just short of a trash bag of McDonald's. Just short of a trash bag. Like, I mean, you know, bigger than like a Target bag. And he was eating it all. <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. He didn't, bring it, for the, he didn't yeah, bring it for the room. Right. And it's not like he's on a, yeah, there's plenty of food in there. He brought his own like trash bag of McDonald's. It wasn't like the end of Sopranos. This is for the table. Right. Or, and it wasn't like he's on the offensive line. He was like five foot. He was like 20. The idea isn't for there to be more Terry. <laughs> right, right. He's like 17 pounds bigger than me. I'm like, uh, that's an odd choice, but you know, go for it. Uh, you know what I mean? So, but that was the Carroll era. I wish he had been a locker. I wish I'd been a player then, because if I'd seen that, his nickname would have been Happy Meal for the rest of the year. <laughs> it might have been, might have been part of the exodus. So anyway, so Gordon, <laughs> so Gordon is gone, and it was an IR thing. And I kind of said to myself when that happened, <clears throat> yeah, maybe I was right about that knee thing. But then the story, the plot thickens, and I think it's more into what we're talking about now. So, yeah, here's what you got: you've got Sanu. <clears throat> the knee could have had Harry something to do with back. why they cut him when they cut him. Right. Opportunist, you know, opportunity right. to come. You know, it, it just could have been the kind of thing where they're like, you know what, we don't have two or three weeks to wait for this guy that he might get right. Yeah. You know, we don't know, but for all we know, Belichick and Brady have already talked that, hey, you know what, this is it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I, we don't know. Probably not, but but it's one potential explanation that look, they're not, they're not trying to. They're not messing around. Yeah. yeah. This this year's not about making friends. Yeah. They want number <laughs> seven. Right. Well, and, and it's about riding off into the sunset, waving another ring, you know? Yeah. Like, it could if, be. The, if that were the case, it would explain the disposition. Like, yeah. you know, look, this is, you know, we're, we're not trying to fix Josh Gordon for next year anymore. Right. If, if he can't help us right now, then he can't help us, period. Yeah. We like you. Thanks for trying. We paid you. Good luck. Stay clean. Yeah, I think everything's you know. on the. I think everything that that conversation's on the table. Everything, you know. Yeah, um, it, it, I don't know how it would jibe with the. I mean, like I was sort of thinking about that Adam Schefter thing. I'm sure people have been talking about. that. Oh, it, in, I, I wrote. Did New you? England, yeah, if you which read is my hysterical, it's well, just if, silly. If you read my article on Thursday, like I, I literally for three days, my ears were literally bleeding. I just <laughs> shut the radio off. I'm like, enough. Like, and I wrote this. You rant. I, I, rant on it. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote this in the article. I'm like, if the, fir- the first thing I wrote was the following is brought to you by Extra Strength Excedrin. Because I'm thinking about everyone's talking about Brady retiring or Brady this, Brady that. I'm like, not only are they analyzing what he's saying, they're analyzing the reaction to what he's saying and then his reaction to the reaction. It's like, dude, stop strangling everything that comes out of the guy's mouth. Like, if, if I lived within those circumstances with the resume that he has in this backyard— I'd be considering retiring, too. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But holy I mean, Toledo. Here, here's the other thing. It's like, how long does Tom Brady have to be in New England before everything he says isn't a story? I mean, seriously. So it's like, I mean, he said a lot of things, yeah, right? Yeah, and you know, me, you know me a long time, Pete. Okay, we're going on 20 years. Like, I, I devour sports talk radio. I'm part of it. I sell it. I produce it co- content-wise. I'm in. Okay, and I, I'm a believer, and I wrote this in the article that like if you're in the spotlight, you gotta take everything that comes with it. So when someone like me, <laughs> who's immersed in it, I am sports radio is my life, literally. Okay, and my ears start to bleed, something's fucked up. Okay, the, and and like it, the analysis paralysis is just when you get a, a P1 like me 
who, I mean, I, I am in every facet of this business in this building. And you start blowing my ears off, like, y- so you're doing your, something wrong. What was your, was there a takeaway? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, no, right, but, like, uh, okay, all right. So, <laughs> so you didn't Bradford have sort get, of Bradford enough. kept the headline. For those who, like, don't know, the writers, are the, like, I write a headline when I, when, I, when I write a column. I send it to Rob. It may or may not be the headline. 50% right. of the time it isn't. And I, I don't even try anymore. Yeah, but, but like, <laughs> I need to write it because it's kind of how my process is. Like, I write it, and then it kind of all funnels from there. But, like, mo- oftentimes when you see, it, like, so when I got something on Twitter that's, like, they'll read the headline be like, I'm not reading this. I'm like, but I didn't write the headline. So if you'd like to get my opinion, re- click on the link, pretty please with sugar on top. so many people just, just going off Tell you to F off on the headline. Over I know. headlines. Yeah. And it's just like, and you want to jump in and be like, dude, just so you know, yeah. he didn't write it. Right. <laughs> so kudos to Rob. He gave like it. If you, like, if you look at the New York Times feed, you'll see the same article with two different two web different headlines. headlines. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's yep. like a, so, and, oh, and you'll see a different, you'll see one headline in the paper, and then when you see the online version, different headline. It's different, yeah. So, so Bradfo, kudos to Bradfo, he kept my headline. So my headline was, <laughs> you know, time to shut up and start appreciating Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And no, I, no, got, I saw that. And, I retweeted it. Yeah, I did. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I did see you do that. But, like, I didn't want to say it's time to appreciate, you know, you know Tom Brady, because it's like, well, of course we appreciate him. The important part was the shut up part. Like, you know. Well, you, you, you don't want to come off like, um. Remember on Cheers when uh, Sam got the job um, as a sportscaster for like a weekend? I think I do, do remember, remember that. that. No, we've never talked about it. So Okay, so, so Sam gets a job as, as like a broadcaster, and at the end of each broadcast, there's like a commentary. Yeah. So Sam's commentary is, um, it's like, if you go to the Red Sox, cheer. If you don't want to cheer, don't say anything at all. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the most just. Yeah, don't boo. I think. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> it's like same kind of thing. You just, I, 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 I just wanted it to have its full impact. So, so anyway, long story longer. It, it's just like so, with the Schefter thing. I get it. It's an it, first of all, the Monday night football game is the worst game of the week. Well, the Monday night's worse than about, Monday night's worse than Thursday night now. But 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 in the pregame with Schefter, at least he's doing that on their own broadcast, which is like you know. You're promoting your broadcast, but so I get it. But God, the said, three days afterwards. But the only thing he said that is even remotely relevant is the thing about the house. Right. Like, right. Okay, put his house in the market. All right, that's in front of me. But don't, I don't have interest in like the ten ways this might be. I know. Like enough with the speculation. That's, okay, putting his house in the market. Yeah. That's relevant in some way. Right. But, I can decide how it's relevant for myself. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, we need some Walter Cronkite. You know, we need some Cronkite and, like, some less. Just, I mean, the, just the speculation on everything that comes right. out of the guy's mouth. It was just driving me nuts. Well, and here's, like, I actually, I, there's, I saw something on my timeline. I, I went by it really quickly, but they were, like, saying, you know, it was some out of, you know, it was a typical fan versus fan kind of thing. Over, yep. He doesn't even like New England. Um, and it's like, well, first of all, it's not his job to like New England. It's his job to kick butt for the Patriots. Right. Um, but secondly, why would this be an, an indication that he doesn't like New England? It's not. No. You know, it's an indication maybe that his wife doesn't. <laughs> but she, she's a supermodel. She's a she supermodel. Like, New York, York City is like 200 miles away. Like, right, you know? right. So, I mean, are we really going to, like, judge a supermodel for not liking right. New England? So, you know, it's, it, it, the bottom line is it makes sense. No question. So, you know, they sell a house. That doesn't mean Brady isn't going to have a kick-ass place yeah, to live. He can next have a condo year. here. Like it right, doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, right. He'll he'll just 
by the nicest department known to man yeah. somewhere close to the facility. Let me, you know, let I'm me... not worried. Tom Brady's not going to play. He's not going to not be a Patriot next year because the house isn't there. Anymore. Exactly. <laughs> and I can always tell you, I can always tell like when I'm really right on something like most of my articles, I, I put a lot of research in, you know, like with the, the Eli Manning thing and stuff like that. I dig in. I want to get my facts right. And get, dude, I wrote this thing in 30 minutes. It was flying out of my fingers. I was like, <laughs> just like it was, it was just raw, pure emotion. Like everyone just needs to chill the f out. Back off. Well, well, you're not. It's gonna end, and you, and I, I prefer it end a little bit Disney. You know, probably won't, but it could. Um, but I mean, you know, I don't how know. Many, if they don't win the last year, I mean. It's less about that. Let me retract yeah. that. It's less about that. It's more just do we really – I have said this. Do we ha- – I mean, does everything – I think the first sentence was like, you know, everything doesn't have to be about the, the kinesiology, the f- philosophy, the anatomy, the anesthesiology, as many ologies as I could think of of Tom Brady. Like, God, stop strangling everything he does and everything he says and every move that he makes. Like, enough, you know? Um, Woof. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brady's sort of – I, I've said this before. I, it, it sort of bugs me that I like him. Like, I want to dislike him. But he's For those who are hearing us the first time, he's a, a lifelong Jets fan, okay? So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, but I don't. Like, Brady's likable. Of course he is. And it, it's funny. Like, some of my Jet fan friends are like, wait, 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 you talk about Brady like you like him. I'm like, I don't know. I sort of do. I don't root for him, right? Um, you can like the but guy, but I'm not like a I'm not like one of you jerks. I'm not rooting for him to get hurt either. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I I mean Tom Brady's good for football, and I like football. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do I want him to lose? Yeah, I want him to lose. But that makes one of us. Yeah, but I mean, and at this point, you know, I, actually, I've been on this for a couple of years now, and I, at this point, I'm like, I I'm starting to sound like an idiot conti- going down this road uh, continually. But I don't want to see Brady get hurt. No. I don't want to see the either. Aikman, Montana, Namath scenario with no. Brady. No. I don't want to see him going out, being carried off the field, or being helped off the field, or with a glassy stare in his eye. I don't want to, I don't want to see that with him. And he's made his life. His, his, There's the, too many guys we've seen that way. The second half of his career, he's dedicated to putting himself in a physical and mental and emotional position to not be in that very position yeah, so it would I mean, be that's tragic all well and good you know? but that has nothing to do with head injuries i understand but um, it, it would and, be a tra- it right. just he's worked so hard at it you'd hate to see that happen you know yeah but, well, just, well for anybody I, but, I, right him I mean, exactly i mean i don't want to see that happen for anybody including uh brady and you know not everybody's going to get to go out like Manning, where you actually win the Super Bowl in your last game. Yeah, but he couldn't lift up the trophy because his shoulder right. was broken. <laughs> actually, I was, I was, I was actually about to say. <laughs> oh, this thing's heavy. I was literally about to say, but even in Manning's case, it's not like he went out there and did it himself. Yeah, he could like have he, been. He just sort of. They could have shot him in the. Kept, par- he kept the thing from exploding yeah. on him. They could have yeah, shot him in the parking lot and probably still won that game against. Well, Carolina. I don't know. Yeah. I think I don't think they win with Osweiler. I think they probably lose that game with Osweiler, mm. but. Um, Manning, Probably because Manning it's Brock is, Osweiler. But. I mean, Manning is just Manning's amazing. But yeah, he was. He, I mean, that, he couldn't throw, and he won a Super Bowl. They were just. I mean, they were fluttering. It was very a, good team, yeah. very good defense. And maybe that's Brady's year this year. Like maybe down the stretch, we're like, man, Brady isn't Brady anymore. But this defense might get it done. You know, yeah, he looks pretty it could good be that still, kind of year. Though. Yeah, he looks that. That throw he threw to Dorsett last week was. Beautiful. I mean, if he had, if he had a shirt pocket, it would have gone right into it. You know what well, I mean? no, no. Listen, Tom Brady. Listen, Brett Favre can still make beautiful throws. He's yep. like almost fifty. Yeah, I think he is you fifty know. actually. Just is he? Yeah. is he fifty? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, 
Tom Brady be able to throw the football 10 years from now. Yep. Um, but it's being able to throw the ball in context yep. that's difficult. Um, but anyway, uh, look, I, I'm sick of seeing quarterbacks go out the wrong way. I'd like, and Brady's one of the greatest careers in the history of the game. I think it. I think it's good for the game. It's good for Brady. It's good for the Patriots if he goes out the right way. Yeah. So whether they win the last game is not terribly important to me, uh, but I'd like to see him walking, not limping, yeah. off yep. the field. Yep. Uh, amen. And I'd like to see him. And, and I also don't want to see Brady retire because it's. I don't want to see him get the tap. No, that's not going to happen. I want to see him uh, walk yeah. off the field and say, "That's it. I'm done. I'm done." Yeah. And and, and the Pats fans want more. I think it could end up with a uh, you know a seventh Super Bowl in Miami, and uh, you know he might push for more, but it, that would be pretty poetic. And it's coming from a guy who has no interest in seeing it end, and you know well, that, you know. Yeah, no, well, obviously. Now, th- what's interesting this year is now Gordon's Gordon's out. Yep. Sony Michelle not running dynamic. Right. So this is like Burkhead's the, missed most of the games. No Gronk. No Gronk. Yep. So we're looking at this Patriot offense. Edelman nursing an injury. Come, right. you know, playing playing well with it, but nursing an injury. They're going to need to basically win on process. And defense. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. I'm talking about offense. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's what Sanu says. Sanu is like almost, that trade almost says we're going to win on process. Yeah. Because Sanu is a grinder. Football player. He's a team guy. Yep. He's a rub route guy. He will cheat. <laughs> he will do what it takes to win. Uh, very much a to me. He's always been a very Bill Belichicky kind of player. Well, the, correct the, me if I'm wrong. He went to Rutgers. Yeah, he was a Rutgers guy. They yeah, say he doesn't. No even, shock. They say he doesn't even swear. Um, and uh, but but he's also someone they were looking at pre-draft. You know, when yeah. they're making some trades around the draft, they offered it to and uh, Thomas yeah. Dimitrov in Atlanta wouldn't take it. You know, so can you believe how many? You know, it's. <laughs> People will sit there and tell you how smart the Patriots are over and over and over again. And then the minute they pay more than people think the market should be, yeah. what are the Patriots doing? A second-round pick for Sanu? This is crazy. I've got a thought on that. Uh, okay. The Patriots are never crazy. Right. Ever. They're always better than they're you. They're almost always right. Yeah, they're, so always, you, they're always better than everybody else. So what else. you probably should do is yeah. go back to your little drawing board there and look at everything again. Yeah. Um, they paid what it listen if Atlanta said we're not dealing them for a two then the Patriots did what they had to do to get the player they wanted right yep I, I wasn't there in the negotiations yep I'm going to assume that they paid what they needed to pay to get the player yeah and then I think exactly and I think Belichick went to him and said look you're you're one and six now uh, can we have some can we get that new deal done yeah I, I think it probably just went like that yeah uh, other, well you know what and that that's a good point because I think this is a player Atlanta didn't want to trade this is one of their guys. Yeah. You know, this is like the Patriots trading Edelman. Yeah, glue guy. Yep, for sure. You know, this is one of their inside, holds it together kind of guys, which is probably one of the reasons the Patriots want him. Yeah. Um, and um, the other thing about Sanu that I think is interesting is he's a really good gimmick play guy. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a four for four quarterback, right. 157.8 quarterback rating. So yeah. now you've got a couple of those guys. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, you know. It's, you know, we've seen Edelman throw a couple times, right? I'll add, I'll add another element to this, Pete, which is this 20-year run of the Patriots, there, there's one quality on both sides of the ball that they've consistently done better than everybody else, and that's third down. Third down offense, third down defense, and Muhammad Sanu is a third down, reliable hands receiver.
And I think that's going to be the biggest impact yeah. he makes. I mean, he, he's I mean, he's got, takes a little pressure off Edelman. His hands are solid. His hands are solid. I, but he's know, money on third down. Not Jarvis Landry or anything. Yeah. But um, he's just, yeah. The Patriots now have several of these Swiss Army Knife guys. Yeah. You know, you put, if they get Burkhead healthy for the playoffs, and you've yep. got Sanu and Burkhead and Edelman on the field James all at White. the same time. Yep. Um, that's, that's a lot of. A lot of versatility. Yes. Yep. A lot of guys who can be a lot of different things all at the same time. And I think Belichick at 67 years old, he's, I th- he's having more fun than he's had in so long, you know, just with the defense. But he's at his best when he's like, he has to work it a little bit, you know, use that versatility, get a little creative, al- you know? There was always a part of Belichick that was unsatisfied during the run where they were sort of an with, offense. With Moss team. and Welker, I agree. Yeah. Yep. I think he knew it was the thing that they needed to do, but I think it always sort of. Required maybe a little tums here or there. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the quote. I remember the Brady was on. So we've had Brady on WEI every Monday since it started. I mean, it's been unbelievable, and it's an exclusive, by the way, in the market. And so, but I, I remember a lot of these conversations. I remember when they got Moss and Welker, um, Brady on our air with the the former morning show, long time morning show with uh, Dennis and Callahan. I remember him saying Belichick called him <laughs> after they got Moss and they had already gotten Welker and he and he said he said you better put up forty points a game this this year. So I think to your point, like he knew, yeah, he he's like you got to going to cost us. Defense. Yeah, you, you better you better put up forty <laughs> points a, a game this year. Meaning, like I think to your point, like I don't like doing it this way, but we're going to do it this way because our receivers sucked in two thousand six and we should have steamrolled Chicago in the Super Bowl. We gave it to Indianapolis, so here. Here's your offense. Now go put up 40, please. Right. You know, And, and they, they knew did. that if they gave Brady the tools, he could be great for a period of time. Yeah, no question. Yep. That yep. was when he was really in the, his physical peak. Yep. And he had become... He started to become Tom Brady. Yep. Yeah, I have this... We have occasionally get into this whole goat thing with uh, Brady. And I my thing with quarterbacks is I see quarterbacks sort of... It's, I, I have sort of a Star Wars thing with quarterbacks. I sort of... To me, certain quarterbacks become Jedis. Yep. And there's only a very short list of them. Brady's one of them. That are on the council. Um, you know, if you want to say Brady's Yoda. or I do. Some other Yoda's master, maybe. Yeah. Or the guy who taught Yoda. I mean, whatever. You can, you <laughs> the can, one who wrote the Jedi scrolls. <laughs> exactly. He's, <laughs> he's the keeper of the scrolls. Whatever you want to say, you know, you have at it. But to me, he's one of those Jedi quarterbacks. Yep. Um, and there's, in my lifetime, there's been like roughly 10 or so of them. Um, and they're all incredible i've got six six i've got six okay yep it's uh so, you know, okay no and you're gonna want to say them in no specific <laughs> in no specific order other than the first one brady and then uh and these these ones aren't in order but these are my six brady one and then everyone else all uh, right hold on uh, if you're gonna do this i'm gonna have to okay brady manning elway marino Staubach, Favre. really yep Wow, that's my, different. That's my six. Okay, Stawback. Brady, Manning. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot my Montana. Okay, I was uh, going to th- say th- it. I, I wasn't going to say it. Favre's out. Brady, Montana, Manning. Well, you can keep Favre in. He's seven. <laughs> oh, now, wait. You just now, now we need another name. So Okay. okay. So Brady, Manning. I just say Manning second because they, they're linked together, right? Brady, Manning, Montana. Elway. Which Manning? Just kidding. <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Brady Manning. Archie. <laughs> Brady Manning, 
Elway, Ar- you know, Marino. Was, oh, God, I don't want to have to say Archie these again. Was really good, by the way. <laughs> he, he, I, I've got I've got Brady, Staubach, Montana, Favre, Manning, Elway. Did you have my, so hold on. I got to do it my my order. Brady, Manning, Elway, Marino, Montana, Staubach, and then Favre is seven. That's my that's my group. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, I would add, I would go. I would add more players. Uh, I would. Definitely add. Fouts is close. No, he wouldn't be on my list. But I, <clears throat> I would definitely add um, Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. Definitely would do that. Um, close, but not there for me. I would be tempted to add Aikman. Aikman's Aikman's a top ten I for would, me for sure. Uh, top ten I, for me. For I, sure. I was getting into it actually with Evan Silva. Uh, on Aikman was great. He was great. I think Aikman is universally underrated. No and question. I don't like him, and I don't like the Cowboys, and I would love to just not say it, but I have to be truthful. He was good, man. You know, Troy Aikman was a little bit like Aaron Rodgers in that the college film was really good. He was the number one pick, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. the difference between Aikman and Rodgers is that Aikman physically was screaming NFL, 6'4", yeah. 225, yeah. you know, big, strong guy I think one thing people probably don't realize about Aikman extremely mobile quarterback like if you go watch his UCLA stuff mm. he looks like Steve Young he mm. looks like a right-handed Steve Young mm. but Steve Young with a cannon right um, but he just he stayed became, in that cowboy system in that pocket he'd step up like Brady and yeah, it's fire well, you and, know? and you know Aikman's a guy who would stand in and take hits he's yeah. a guy who took a lot of he hits sure to did. deliver balls and he did become less and less mobile over the course of his career but Young Aikman, before he got beat up, mm. oh, man, he could move. Mm. Um, but the, the the similarity between Aikman and Rodgers is that they both smooth their delivery out as pros, which is not that – you don't Didn't see happen that a lot. all the time. Yeah. And, if, and, and a lot of people are probably like, what the hell is Pete talking about? But if you don't believe me, go – this is really easy to do. Go to YouTube and Google Aaron Rodgers College. And just go watch him. Mm. You'll be blown if you if you Was have he more any, three quarter. Back if you have any feel for mechanics at all, yeah. I'm telling you right now, you'd be blown away because mm. he does not look like the same player. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a totally. He used to carry the ball high, sort of mm. like Dan Marino. Mm. Um, he actually dropped his shoulder slot. How long did he say he? But he sat behind Favre for what four years? I think it was two full seasons. Is it only two? I think it was two full seasons. It might have been three. That might have been a little longer than that. It was at least two full seasons. Yeah. Um, so I, he had some time to I'll work you, on it. He did. He and he had time to learn behind Favre, which I think is is a hugely underrated thing. I mean, yeah. if we look at and by the way, arguably on the list, arguably, I don't know if I put him or not, but Steve Young. I, but see, I, when you said him as terms, I, I, he came to me. I'm like you know, Young was. When Young was when he got the job and Broken he was career. in charge, man, he was awesome. Right. If Steve Young's whole career had been a 49er. And Montana wasn't there. Right. Easily yeah. he'd be a Yeah, player. yeah. He's, he had that kind of talent, no doubt. Uh, my opinion. Yeah, um, I'm with you. He's a, he's a top 10 for me. Yeah. Um, so let me see. Aaron Rodgers. I'm just going to answer your question while we're here. I, I want to say it was two, but you might be right. I think he was. I think he was behind him at least three. I wanna, it, it, I'll tell you this. I say four. It felt like three. It did, <laughs> for sure. It felt like four. Um, I know it wasn't like Danny White behind Staubach, yeah, which I'm, was like I'm nine sure years. Was, but I'm fairly certain it wasn't four. Yeah. But, um, it it might have been three. It was a while. It no, it definitely was a while. Uh, yep. It definitely wasn't four because if it was four. He would have had a chance to leave. Well, he was the he was the he was the bar. It was three. Okay, he was the was bar w- with which we were all in New England measuring the Garoppolo thing. 
You know, it's like, well, yeah. Rogers stayed, you know, three years. They kept Rogers for three years or whatever right. it was. So right. it was three, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He did not, well, he did not start a game until he was drafted 2005, didn't start a game until 2008. Yeah. But he was full. He, he basically was full-time starter. Okay. And then, was gone. And yeah, he also had three years under Holmgren, too, and whoever his quarterback coach was back then, too. So, uh, What year did Holmgren leave? He didn't. I don't think he had three years under Holmgren. Me. Favre never. Uh, Rogers never played for Holmgren. I wonder if or he, was, he never started he, for Holmgren. Yeah, but was he? I, I'm thinking he might have been under him, uh, under Favre during that time. I could be wrong. Who 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 came in after Holmgren with Green Bay? It was Mike Holmgren we're talking about. Yeah, who came in after Holmgren? I can't remember. But um, did I don't think there, it might have been. Uh, what's his face? It wasn't McCarthy. Yeah, it really? might have been. Well, what? let me see. Um, yeah, Holmgren. Yeah, Holmgren left in '98. Oh well, okay. He went to Seattle in '99. Yeah. So yeah, he never he never had Rodgers. Never crisscrossed with him. Okay. Um, so then the question becomes, who was the Packers coach? In I don't think it was McCarthy. You might be right. Was it Capers? Was Capers there? Uh, Holmgren's never. Ah, here we go. I'm going to say this, and you're going to immediately. Ray Rhodes. Oh, Ray Rhodes. The right. Ray Rhodes yeah. year. Okay. And then yep. Mike Sherman. Ah, yeah, I knew that. I knew it wasn't McCarthy. It right. was a couple and McCarthy. Guys. Yeah. McCarthy had what, like a thirteen-year run yeah. after Sherman. I think so. That makes so, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And McCarthy, right. uh, McCarthy's definitely there forever. All right, so a little good, good little, good little uh, stroll down memory lane there. Yeah, uh, um, that was that was we fun. We can do that. It's we, yeah, it's our, it's our podcast. Um, <laughs> so, do we want to get to? I'm any... not sure if that we want that to become the familiar. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to uh, hit anything? You guys specifically? did 45 minutes on gardenias. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> should we do a little lightning round on some stuff uh, that, we're gonna, yeah. that we won't get to on Sunday? I think everybody should start Dalvin Cook this week. I think that's a great call. Um, I had him playing in a league. Woo, baby! <laughs> yeah, I had him. Had he and Diggs on one team? That was nice. Do you think? Do do you think RCM were thinking about that bidding war we had last night <laughs> in our auction league? Oh, remember that? Yeah, that's I right. Had, our audience doesn't know what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. But yeah, yeah. In, in one of my auction, Hack and I are in an auction league, <laughs> Two and auction I got leagues. into a stare-down bidding war for <laughs> Dalvin Cook, and I was going to empty, I was going to empty the the gun. I so wanted in on that, but I just my the build of my team coming into that auction didn't allow me to. I had my eye on other guys, and it's worked out well. But I just sat back and watched. I'm like, Pete is going to push this to the absolute limit, and boy, did you! I had one name circled on my list walking into that. Draft. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, wasn't leaving without him, and um, <laughs> I got him. <laughs> I paid thirteen more dollars than I thought it was going to take. Yeah. But, you uh, and I, you and I are uh, positioned to lock horns pretty well in that league. I think. I mean, you you've got such a great legacy team. Talk to me in five weeks. It's such a build. You know what I mean? I'll take but, you seriously in five weeks. Uh, we're right there. I'm right. I'm right on you. We had, we had a good. We had a. Yeah, I think you beat me. Eight. I think you beat me by like a point and a half or something like yeah. that a few weeks ago. I can't believe my team's doing as well as a, everybody on my team is dead. You've had some. You've had some. Kamara, you've had some bad Devante, luck. Yeah. David Johnson. But listen to that roster. Holy People shit! People are like, wait a minute. How can you have Kamara? Right. David? It's a keeper league, and you got them <laughs> real cheap too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Should we tell them who else I have? Go ahead. Have fun. Well, we didn't mention Nuke. We should throw in Nuke's in there, yeah. Like, right now, if we redrafted, my top five players would all go in the first round. Yeah, no question. But I, but I, I had to build from nothing. So how know? good are you, Hackett? You're right behind me. I'm right there, man. I got, I, got, I, got Lamar, I got Lamar Jackson, you know, and uh, that's that's helped. I got Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, T.Y. Hilton. You know where um, I got? A bunch of good guys. Here's here's where I Evan got Evan Engram, even though he's been disappointing. 
I, I, I'm, I'm paying the commissioner tax in that league because I had that guy who was yelling at me in the chat. Remember that whole thing? Right, yeah. I'm not going to name names. He was a pinch hitter for one of our he's owners. He's pinch hitting for an yeah. owner, and he's busting my chops in the side chat while there's an auction going on. Right. And I was really distracted, and here's where I messed up. I didn't get Chase Edmonds, even though he was absolutely a huge part of my plan. And you had DJ, yeah. I had the money to get him, too. Yep. But I, I, I lost track of my total roster spots, and I, my last player I bought, I closed my team out, and I'm like, oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any more roster spots. I had enough money to get Edmonds. I didn't have a spot to put him on. And now I'm paying. Oh paying boy! A bit yeah, all oh, you're paying now for sure. But if I ha- if I wasn't running that draft and getting yelled at by whoever he was, I wouldn't have uh, been so lackadaisical. And for you DJ people out there, it's the good old game time decision coming yeah, on Sunday. That's, that's uh. no game time decision. Just don't play DJ. Yeah, folks. I, 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 don't do it. And by the way, Arizona. What the heck was he in there for two plays last week for? I know. Like, what was that about? I don't know. They bring him out. They give him two plays. Now he doesn't practice all week. I know. Like, why was he in the game? It's it's really getting diff- It's getting very challenging to kind of just be able to it's, the NFL measure like, what these guys are doing. You know, it, 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 I, meaning I, the decision makers, the, the it's personnel like, guys. It's like these NFL teams and all these sports teams. It's like they've learned from the present administration. Mm. Just never admit you're wrong. Yeah. Like don't and and just like just no, just give them less information. How's that feel? Yeah, I mean, like, remember the days when someone would hurt their knee? They'd say it's a medial collateral ligament, not yeah. requiring surgery, two yeah. to four weeks. Remember that? Yeah. Like, when's the last time you heard a team say that something like that? Never. I mean, it's like never. The only I, thing I've the seen the NFL needs to start realizing, like, who actually pays their bills? Who's who's the customers? Because a lot of their customers are fantasy fans and sports betters, and this information's important. And there's no reason accurate injury information can't be put out. Right. Occasionally, you get the Friday, like you know, like we have it now. We're, we're in studio, and you know, Buccaneers r- rule out OJ Howard. Okay, thank you, appreciate that. You know, Pat yeah, Mahomes rule out is nice out. and clean. I'm just saying, tell us what the injury is. Yeah, so we can make a, an informed decision. Right. Yep. I mean, a, a knee, that you didn't tell me anything by saying knee. Right. There's like seven parts of the knee that could be Yeah, but did he, did he hyperextend it or is it an ACL? Yeah, right. You know? Is it ACL, MCL, LCL? Yeah. Is it meniscus? meniscus? Yeah. You know, is it a patella? It could be a, like a zillion Or is things. it kneecap like Mahomes? Right. You know? right. It could be the Mahomes thing. So, you know. Now, they told us about the Mahomes thing. I guess they figured they had to since we could all see the kneecaps. Right. It was on the bright lights of Thursday night, <laughs> right. you know. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's me, but I think the NFL really has to – you and I used to say, and you actually agree with me, even though you're a Patriot fan, the Patriots have been doing this for 10 years or oh, no, more. They, they absolutely wrote the book on it. There's right, no question right. Now everybody's it. sort of going to school right. on it. And But it was never right when the Patriots did it. Did you hear Gase the other day? I mean, oh, if Gase, you're going to – Gase, he was literally impersonating Bill Belichick. But here's the problem. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach that's ever walked planet Earth. You're a weird eye looking loser. Make, like so you can't do sense. this. You know, the funny thing about Gase's eyes are like I want to know what the heck's going on there. What is it? Yeah. Like, does he have some type of ocular condition? <laughs> or does he just do that? I don't know. I mean like because if, if it's some type of condition, I have sympathy for that. And right. I wouldn't want to make fun. But there's something going on. Yeah, that's just, not normal. It's like it's like uh, it's like Wayne's World too when they're when when they're going to file for the permit for Wayne stock and the guy just lays it out there. He says, "I'm I'm a partial ocular albino and I'm fine with it." And 
you know, but the fact that he says I'm fine with it afterwards, you know he's not fine with it. And so he's giving him that big, big eye, and like, and Garth goes, "What do you mean? What do you mean that like big weird eye?" And then and Wayne's like, "All right, so we'll go through this with a fine tooth comb. We'll cross the T's and dot the lower case." And the guy stares at him with that big weird eye, and he goes, "Jays." <laughs> I'm what you call a partial ocular albino, but I'm fine with it. I, all I'm saying is there's something that, there. That just press talk conference about was messed up, and if I'm the Jets, I'm not just going to let it lie the way they did. All right. By the way, we're going to say, "Look, Coach has the thing with his eyes. Yeah, he's okay. He's fine with it. <laughs> he's fine with it. <laughs> but it's like it's a condition. Right? What do you mean those big, weird, wobbly eyes? No, no, he's fine. He doesn't have a condition. He's just really weasly." <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to make sure he, he saw all the reporters in the press room. That's what he was having, doing. I was having a conversation um, with a Jet fan, friend of mine, um, yesterday. And I said, you know, the one thing I would like to know about the Jets is who's in charge. What are they doing right now? Now, Robbie Anderson's the on the Jets. market. Who knows? I, don't even get me started. Um, and Chris Herndon, is he ever going to come back? Like, we don't, that's a, he's a well, perfect Her- example Herndon's of it. not going anywhere. He's young and cheap. But, yeah, I mean, they're talking about trading Leonard Williams and— That's a big one. And uh, Robbie Anderson. And it's sort of like, okay, well— who are the good players then? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're talking about getting rid of two out of our top eight players, and we're a bad team. Yeah. So how does – And by the, way, they're both, by the way, they're both young. Aren't they building blocks with which to build around or try Maybe. to? You know, They're both – well, they obviously don't want to give Williams a second – see, here's – this is the beauty of the Jets. They plan so well. <laughs> Remember when they drafted Williams? They had a loaded defensive line. Right. So they drafted Williams. They ended up having to let Mo Wilk go, and they let Snacks go, and yeah. then they let um, – I can't remember the other guy's name. Sheldon Richardson yeah. go. Yeah. These guys, that, those three guys were a great defensive line. Yeah. You didn't need anything else. Right. But oh, whatever. We, this guy's better. We're going to take him with our top six Top of pick. our board, yep. So you take him as a top six pick. You let the other three guys go. Now we're letting this guy go because we used another top six pick yeah. on an interior defensive lineman. The Jets are lost at sea, man. They're a boat without a rudder. They just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But what I want to know is this new guy, Joe Douglas, right? Mm. He's the new GM. And, of course, he got hired after the draft. Right. <laughs> Difficult That's always fashion. smart. Right. And he's now going to trade Robbie Anderson and whatever, whatever. Now, I don't know Joe Douglas from a hole in the wall, but I know that I will take him as the evil I don't know over Gase, who I want gone yesterday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So here's what I want to know. I want to know which one of these guys is actually in charge. And I really hope it's Douglas. Like I really I hope think Douglas it probably gets is. he I, he should be able to fire Gase and hire his own coach. Like I really hope that that can happen. Um, but man, the Jets are getting to the point now. Where it's like if they're going to be letting all their good talent go, it's gonna, it might be hard to get a good coach in here again. Well, the thing is, with from a fantasy perspective too, I'm a little bummed out they want to trade Robbie Anderson. Like it's kind of I, I, I feel like he was trade. just about to flower. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah. And here's the thing for Robbie Anderson on that trade is the Jets have a good schedule. Darnold and yeah. Robbie, I have a good, strong connection, yeah. particularly on downfield throws. I mean, you saw it they're going to start hooking up on stuff pretty much next week. It wasn't going to happen against the Patriots, but you saw it the week before right. against the Cowboys. What was a 94-yard right. TD reception? Right. right. I mean, that was single play and all. But, I mean, they can do that. Yeah. They can do that. And it, it that stuff's coming. Now, if Anderson goes – let's just talk for a second. If Anderson goes to the Eagles, okay, well, that's good – but there's a lot of guys there. Yeah. So he gets lost in the mix a little bit. Yeah. But if he goes to Arizona, that's terrible. Yeah, a ton of guys there. Because, yep. well, it's not, I mean, that's, yeah. But the problem is, I don't see how they would put, how Arizona's playing, 
here, here's the thing. They're playing a four-wide receiver offense. Two slots. Two slots, two outside guys. Yeah. Anderson would be an outside guy, right. and they don't target the outside I guys. I know. So, yeah. Do they even have a tight end, by the way? I mean, like, yeah, they've Charles got, Clay. They, they've got Charles Clay and Max Williams, but it, 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 I'm just bummed out because this would be a bad trade for Robbie. Is that Anderson. what they're talking about, him going to Arizona? I've heard Arizona. I've heard the Eagles. Mm. Sounds. I think it would be the Eagles because that's where Douglas comes from. Mm. So he knows that people there like Anderson. Mm. They were trying to trade for him last year. Mm. So I think he probably has a really good feel for what he can get from them. Mm. You know, look, if they get something significant for Robbie Anderson, okay. But I don't think – I mean, how much are you going to get for Robbie I don't know Anderson? how much he's going to draw. He's a guy where I think he's got more value where he is than he does on the right, market. Right, because yeah. his value is that he's good. Yeah, and Darnold the, likes him. But here's the problem. The Jets – at the end of the season, the Jets are dead, right? We know they're not going anywhere. No. They're going to have to pay him this year. So what? basically what we're, what we're hearing here, the tea leaves are saying they don't want to pay this guy. We know the story about the cop. We can't talk about the podcast. <laughs> we actually it's, could. He but used that's... some very colorful language about <laughs> it's the worth cops. A it's worth a Google. arresting cop's wife. Yeah, it's, worth, it was, <laughs> it's worth a Google. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's definitely worth a Google. Google, Google Robbie Anderson <laughs> cop's wife. You'll he find. Didn't use the word Google. Use the different word. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So very naughty that Robbie Anderson. Robbie's got potty Robbie's mouth. mouth. Robbie's mouth gets him into trouble. Potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know the Jets. I think it's possible that that wasn't like a non-representative sample of what Robbie's like. Yeah. It's, it's quite possible that that's, that's what who Robbie's he is. like on yeah. a day-to-day basis. And the Jets, you know. They, you know, they don't want to pay big money to a guy who, you know, yeah. has jail potential. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably. And, but, but the accurate. problem for the Jets is that his on-field value to them is very significant. Huge. He's been playing like, you know, just short of all-star level when he's playing well. It impacts everything. It makes Crowder, Crowder's life easier. It's if Herndon ever gets there, it makes his life easier. And here's the thing: if the Jets trade Bell. Robbie Anderson, I mean. Who's They're their, dead. Who's their, who's their outside receiver? They, it's Demarius Thomas. Yeah. yeah. And a couple guys who've never been in my kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you, Cliff. Yeah, so dead reference. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not it's not good. It's not great, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's just upsetting because if you're the Jets, what, this is where I get I messed up with teams sometimes. It's like you need to get the offense going. Yeah. And they so they just I mean, invested. They they've got a young quarterback. That, you know, this right. is their future. So if I'm the Jets, like, if you're the Jets and you're like, well, this guy's crazy off the field, and we don't want to give him a mint. Well, you know what? The market is probably going to be with you on that. Right. So if I'm the Jets, I'm going to be tempted to say, well, you know what, Robbie, go test the market. Yeah. We want to sign you. But yeah. Test the market. Yeah, that's here, smart. Here, here's the offer that we would sign you at. Go test the market. If you can beat it, God bless you. We'll take the comp pick. But if I'm the Jets. Getting this offense to work correctly for the rest of this year and getting giving Sam Darnold a half of se- a half of a season where he's playing good football is worth more than a fourth round draft pick. No question. And that's all they're going to get for him. So I don't know. Sometimes I think these guys think too much like fantasy GMs. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting, but to me, it's it's clear that his value is right where he is. Or but, maybe uh, you we'll and I are both goes. on tilt because we want Robbie Harrison to stay. I've <laughs> got him in a couple of leagues. I know. I want. Like I've been waiting. To. I've been waiting for him. <laughs> Patiently, and I've got him I, cheap in Midtown too. On the upswing, Herndon are probably worth more if he ever gets on the field. 
Yeah, he's looking unlikely for week eight. That's what we're seeing. Yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah. He's practicing limited, so he's probably back next week. Yeah, probably a week nine thing. All right. Yeah. So let's. Uh, so let's. Uh, you want to go through a couple? Nah, we're we're, we're, we're over an hour, so I think okay. what we what we do now is we say, hey, look at uh, what's coming up play at Rotomon. Play Lat Murray this week on the main slate. Yeah, I like that play for and sure. Chase Edmonds. Lots of Chase Edmonds and Latavius Murray this there week. There you folks. go. That's some good stuff. So Pete and I will be back on Sunday morning, eight o'clock. WEI Sports Radio Network, radio.com, the whole thing. Uh, tune in and listen, 8 to 9, Fantasy Football Hour. And then Saturday, you've got what coming, Pete, at Rotovon? Oh, we'll update the rankings. Uh, I'm going to do a DFS podcast tomorrow. So all the stuff I didn't say here, you can listen uh, you know, for free there. Excellent. Uh, and then uh, also tomorrow, probably late afternoon, early evening, um, there'll be a DFS uh, Who to Play article coming out Excellent. on, e- on EEI.com. So that's coming on WEI.com. Rotobomb will have the rankings and a, and a DFS pod. And then back here, WEI on air, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., uh, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., I should say, with the Fantasy Football Hour. And then any questions you have, hit us early. You can hit me at, at WEI Hacksaw. Thanks for the many new follows after my Brady article. Uh, that wasn't purposeful. It just kind of happened. And then Pete's at, at Rotobon, and uh, you can get him. Ask us any questions. If you get them to us before the show, we might integrate them right into the show. And uh, we'll see you then, 8 o'clock Sunday. Peace. <laughs> Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus